For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 437. I'm your host of, of what, you may ask, Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, it's the countdown to Funky Town, so we gotta knock this episode out because we got a lot to talk about. It's, we finally got a bunch to talk about. Um, it's fucking Star Wars season, baby. New Star Wars season. And really, I think I'm there's only one way to celebrate that right yeah can i get up 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 oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> will can i get a oh yeah oh yeah bro you made me blush with that oh yeah holy Amen. shit you hit that oh yeah like you were born to do that oh got a lot of time to <laughs> oh <laughs> so, my man we are going to be talking about the first three episodes of bad batch season three because that's back and there's a couple other things that happened this week um that were pretty interesting as well so i uh, you know we got some stuff to talk about maybe it won't be all fucking goofs and gaffs for once probably be a little bit of that um well the Bad Batch kind of blew me away. Bad Batch was like the start of season three, I thought was pretty fucking solid, right? Like banging, banging, just banging. Came back. It, you know what? We'll get into all that. Before that, blueharvest.rocks, myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs, including links to all the social medias, including, you know, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Twitch, where I stream every weekend. Will hangs out, Nick hangs out, Steve hangs out, Jeff hangs out, Randy hangs out, Sal comes by and hangs out. It's a big fucking fun crowd goofing off, playing some sort of game. You guys should come hang out, twitch.tv slash blueharvestpod. And on the 28th of February, okay, I will be streaming Final Fantasy VII Rebirth starting at 11 
p.m. Eastern, or no, 11 p.m. Central, 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Anybody not in those uh, time zones, peace and love. I'm bad at math. I'm sure you can figure it out. But I will be streaming that game quite a bit, you know, from then until like Monday, um, you know, the following Monday, but, and, you know, after that as well. So come by and hang out. I am very excited about that. I'm getting a new episode of Star Wars and a new Final Fantasy game all in the same week. That's a good fucking time for me, my dude. It is. You know what else you can find? What else can you find? On blueharvest.rocks. Link to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast, where you can, if you want to support us, you can sign up and get access to our exclusive RSS feed where we post all of our exclusive content. Obviously, this week, I whipped up a, an immediate reaction to the first three episodes of Bad Batch. Steele and I recorded a brand new episode of Star Wars Year by Podcast um, as well this week that should be up soon. And there's some other special little surprises in the works, too. There, the, there's going to be some fun stuff popping up on that Instagram feed over the next few weeks. So all our patrons... Did I say our Instagram feeds, Will? Mm-hmm. Why? Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, Patreon uh, Patreon feed, which is at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And uh big uh, shout-out to all our patrons. You guys are the best. <laughs> oh, yes, they are. Oh, my goodness. Um, buddy, how's your week been? How you been doing? Been doing fine. I, uh, I cannot complain. It, it, business as usual, but you know, that business is business is good. Busy business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taking care of the family. Uh, Will and I, um, have been out in the outer reaches of the galaxy killing bugs and robots, spreading thick, veiny loads of democracy everywhere. Hot, Good. piping justice and democracy. Mm-hmm. Hell Divers 2 is something else. It is so fun. In fact, I'm sitting here. I'm in one of the voice channels in our Discord so I can use the soundboard. And over in the other voice channel, who I see hanging out, Randy, Nick, Steve, and Jeff. And you know what they're doing. And what are oh we doing? My goodness. We're making content while our friends are putting their bodies on the line for steaming hot, chunky democracy. They're spreading the hot liberty bibberty. <laughs> liberty bibberty. Um, right on, buddy. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to report on myself. You know, work. Been working, been playing Hell Divers, been having, actually just have been really enjoying 2024 so far which is real fucking odd for me to say after the last couple of years but things are uh things are pretty fucking rad right now buddy yeah um, that's good to hear and you know what is almost as rad as everything else fucking new star wars baby fucking a right so we got Three episodes of Bad Batch to kick off season three. Now, I got to give myself a little pat on the back because, you know, normally when new Star Wars comes out, I'm staying up, I'm watching, and I'm recording. 
But like, I really had to sit and have a uh, discussion with myself like, okay, so if you stay up and <laughs> watch three episodes of Bad Batch and then take your little ass down to your little goblin cave basement and record about it for Patreon, you're looking at maybe four hours of sleep before you got to get up and go to work the next day. And I said, uh-uh, I'm too old. I'm too sick. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Now, Disney could have done us a solid and put it out at a normal time like they did Ahsoka, but they were like, oh, you know that thing that we did where we put out Ahsoka at We're a going normal to do time? Eh, and you guys loved it? Eh, why don't we not do that? And I said, you sons of bitches. Um, regardless, though, uh, yesterday I got to sit down and watch the first three episodes of Bad Batch, and I thought it was a pretty good time, man. I'm sort of consistently... Um, impressed with how much I enjoy this show and how like overall solid it really is, you know? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. What did you, I think? was really kind of blown away by this. Um, I, I enjoyed it immensely. I thought that, uh, I don't know, just the sadness of, of, Omega being stranded there mm -hmm. and the evil doctor. And then, you know, knowing something's up with her blood because Nola say is, mm -hmm. is scrapping samples steadily. Um, the, uh, her desire to save crosshair. Mm -hmm. That's so profound like you know she's convinced in his right goodness even when he's not like you know the the thing that's interesting to me is like you know uh, I, I think if if these three episodes weren't sort of grouped together you know it might feel like a, a bit of a slow start to the first mm -hmm. season but or the, the first you know episode of this season but honestly though I was watching it and just kind of like impressed with the vibe that they got you know settled into yeah. in this for it really hits home like um the and especially the really third good. episode yeah yeah i mean those first two are good that third episode is great yeah it is amazing it is so on point and so on brand the stakes are exactly as intense as they need to be you know you don't feel like i don't know it, it just felt good it felt right yeah. and it exactly. was just as spooky and concerning as it needed to be, too. Yeah, I just, like, the music, the lighting, the pacing of that first episode just kind of really fit, you know, picking up. Because that last season ended on such a fucking bummer. It'd be weird if the first episode of the new season pop, you know, uh, started and, like, the Bad Batch are fighting and they rescue Omega immediately, right? And right. Another thing I really like, like, because even I kind of thought, like, yeah, what's going to happen is the Bad Batch is going to show up and rescue Omega and, and Crosshair, right? I mm -hmm. really like it that it was the two of them together that made the escape. Now, granted, they did get let go, but regardless of that, I thought that was a way cooler way to approach it than their homies show up and save the day. Because Omega rules right. Crosshair... I'm coming around a little bit on him. I still think he's a little bit of a dookie head, you know? Yeah. But I'm I'm getting a little better with Crosshair. Um, he's going to have to make an apology to the group. Everyone knows this. We all know it's coming. So there's going to be 
it's it's the it's the star it's the story of Star Wars. There's going to be some sort of redemption for Crosshair this season. It might be self sacrifice. They like to do that in Star Wars too, but he's going to. They've already lost so many of the Bad Batch. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm still hoping I'm going to find out that Tex alive. You know, was injured down there. Some, but Mm. I. He I don't think he is, man. I think, uh, I, I mean, like, if we're being completely honest, I think that for, poor boy hit the ground and then, you know, it was lights out. He was way gone. But then whatever animals were on that planet, they said, that's a snack right there. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, I, I, wa- I want to say this because I think is the correct way to go with the story. But I also feel like sometimes Star Wars is like, are you sure about that? You sure Uh, about that? I think it's best for Tech to stay dead, right? Like, and I'm not even someone who is hugely against them bringing back characters that we thought were dead. Um, I think it's been done really well sometimes. I think it's been done not so well other times. But it's not one of the concepts that I'm just against, but like, at some point we got to calm down with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, and I'm also someone who was very bummed that tech died, especially with the character development and the relationship with Omega that they had going on in that second season. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I'm exactly. watching it, I'm watching it. And like, maybe it's because I'm in denial at the time, but going back and watching the second season, cause I rewatched it leading up to the third, it is clearly a, hey, guys, this is foreshadowing. Something's about to happen this, dude. They you give know? him so many good moments. Mm-hmm. You feel the rug pull coming. Um, But, yeah, like, once again, the animation in Bad Batch is really good. It's, like, the the furthest out, like, advancement in that style of Star Wars animation that started with clone wars and it just i think it looks really good they do some really impressive stuff with lighting and stuff in the shots um obviously i love omega making friends with the space dog batcher mm-hmm. um because you know that runs in the family her her brother boba also makes friends with space animals and it's also kind of a a theme within star wars itself yeah, which you is know, I befriending think, and communing with animals. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to have a pet. I realize that doesn't work for everybody's lifestyle. I would never say that. But if you know someone who hates animals, or not even hates, hates is strong. If they're just like, I don't like animals, they might want to look into them a little closer. <laughs> all right, they're probably a real fucking asshole. Um. But yeah, I love that so much. And uh, once again, the minute she freed him in old January 6th fucking, was it 6th? The the fucking uh, scientist that stormed the Capitol, Hemlock. When he showed up and Mm. was like, oh, you domesticated him, so he's going to get killed by the local animals. I was like, A, no he ain't, and B, I know who's going to help them escape when the time comes. Like, it was such a setup, like... You knew what was going to happen with that dude. What I didn't expect was him to jump on the ship, which I am very excited about that Batcher is on along for the ride this season. 
right? Now, the maneuver that they pulled off was really sweet. Yeah. Now, I will say um, this, okay? I just got to get this out of here. Do not let Commander Cody anywhere near Batcher, all right? You keep that <laughs> motherfucker away. I'm completely down with a redemption for Crosshair. I'm fine with that. Who I don't want to get redeemed is Cody. In fact, if episode four just started with Batcher letting out a big burp and they're like, oh, where'd Cody go? And they're like, oh, Batcher ate him. And they're like, yeah, he was a dick. And that was the last we ever heard. Uh, perfect. I'm fine with that. Otherwise, do not let Batcher near Cody because Cody keeps that motherfucking thing on him and he likes to kill animals. We know this about him. Fucking Episode opens and Cody's trying to ride him. Yeah. And, and then he just Badger, turns around and bites his arm off. Yeah. And just throws him off a cliff. Cody's got a metal arm. Mm -mm. Nope. No, nah, he doesn't no, even that's survive. That's just the end. Yeah. That's just the end. Mm -mm. You know, they're going to, you know, they're going to try and get me to be cool with Cody by the end of the season. They left the cliffhanger off with him in the last season. You think Obi-Wan would forgive him? Of course, Obi-Wan would, because he's a better dude than I am. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, if I was Obi-Wan and Cody killed my big lizard, my boga, my boga pal, after I killed General Grievous, I would have one more thing I needed to do on Utapal before I left. And you know what that would be? What's that? Destroy Cody. Take his, his clone yeah. helmet off and beat him to death with it. I can, uh, we can hit the rewind button and I can say, you don't know for sure that he's dead. You know, you just see him fall into that water. Maybe he gets out of there and he's just fine. Buddy, did you hear the music and the sound that Boga made? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a death cry. You know who we can go. Yeah. Right. We, you know who we can go to about this is our good old pals at Wikipedia. Let's see what I was about to say. No, my man's about to say Boga. Oh, Wikipedia. Boga. Boga was a female varactyl, a large lizard-like creature. Yep, she was awesome. Look at her plumage. Um, history. Uh, she aided him in his fight against General Grievous, but was later killed on the orders of Commander Cody upon the execution of Order 66 in an attempt to kill Kenobi. Bro, pour one out for fucking Boga. Do I have like a appropriate sound for this one? I don't think that's, that's not appropriate. appropriate. I don't not think that's appropriate at all. Um, Is that one? Yeah. Um, now, second episode. Let me ask you, Will, because maybe it's just me and I'm always trying to fucking make these weird connections, but was there anything about that second episode that reminded you of anything else in Star Wars? Um, I'm not sure. What it reminded me of was the flashback backstory stuff from Cassian from, uh, for in Andor when he's like the kid, li like there's all the kids living on the planet. Oh yeah. Living in the downed ship. Yeah. Remember? Well, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember like, it's like an old, like a Republic ship. Well, and yeah. then there's the Republic ship that has the dookie gas in it that they all have to escape from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this storyline with 
the three uh, clone kids, that's immediately what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, weird. Um, did you know one of those dudes was Daniel Logan? I did not. Yeah. I, when he started talking, I was like, I think one, if not all of those guys are Daniel Logan. I think it was just one. Um, That's cool. Interesting that like old Dr. Hemlock just goes around to different jungle planets and makes scientific research bases, right? Like, why does it always got to be on a jungle planet? And I, yeah, exactly. And he's taken around a whole top of a mountain for this base. It looks fucking awesome. But he set it in the middle of like a death jungle. So, like, let me ask you a question. When they got the coordinates in the beginning of this season, or b- beginning of this episode, rather, did you think it was actually going to live lead them to Mount Tanis or whatever the fuck that place is called? I had no idea. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be it. And then, like, it even felt like they were trying to be a little coy with it because, like I said, it was another jungle planet. Um, but it wasn't. Maybe that dude just likes the jungle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it reminds him of his home. Maybe. Um, you know what? His names suck. He, even his name. Dr. Hemlock. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Operation Necromancer? I'm sorry. Can we say on the nose I'm sorry, a little Will. bit? I'm sorry, Will. I agree with Hemlock. Just because I do not like that dude. I just don't like him. But no, I've he's... never seen a more punchable animated face. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. It like seems he's like, hateable. He he's seems like, like yeah. sickly and and yeah, yeah and evil, twisted. He seems like the kind of guy that when he's not doing fucked up experiments for the emperor, he's shopping for tiki torches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now I really like Project Necromancer. The the term that like that being the name of the project, only because yeah. Necromancer is one of my favorite like fantasy classes right whether it's in diablo yeah. or dnd i mean i get quest. it you love yeah i just think it's neat they raise skeleton buddies to fight with them so now they're saying necromancer and um star wars also like i also kind of appreciate them not trying to be too coy with what's going on you know what i mean like they it is on the nose but sometimes well, like I figured there was a, uh, it was what they talked about and what they showed was obvious enough. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that just drives the point home. Yeah, man. Like, you know, so essentially whatever this is, is, is part of the whole process of Palpatine trying to figure out how to come back to life in episode nine. Right. And it's an M M count where they're talking about metachlorians. Yeah. And they're clearly trying to pass midichlorians onto other subjects be they clones or i kind of feel like in those tubes when he opened the tubes like hemlock opened them and showed them to the emperor i kind of feel like that's probably tubes of palpatine clones you know what yeah, i mean tubes of palpatine clones yeah um and i from what i thought i heard was they want they're trying to achieve a, a zero degradation between metachlorian count from primary to clone. Yeah, right. And they or haven't been able to do don- that successfully. Like, quote unquote donor or specimen. Like, 
That's right. why they're taking all. But that. Omega was the first one that had this exact same metachlorian count as. Yeah, there was the donor. no degradation. Well, she is the Jango fit. No, no, it's like so that raises another question. Like so, clearly she has, I would assume, a high metachlorian count, and something about her metachlorian count doesn't degrade when they take her blood and transfuse it into whatever the hell, right? It actually transfers it on. So, does that mean that she's going to start getting force powers? Like, I mean, I think they've already kind of hinted at that. It did kind of seem like something that they vaguely hinted at in the previous two seasons, right? And like I said, yeah. I even rewatched season two somewhat recently. Um, but, yeah, it seems like... Now, I don't... I want to make sure that uh, when I say this, it doesn't come off like a, well, it's not special if everybody can do it. It's not that. It's not that I don't want Omega to have force powers, but like, I think the show has been doing just fine without any force stuff so far. Right now, the weird, spooky, dark magic Frankenstein experiments that are going on. That's cool. Also, there's no way she's got, force powers and ends up with a lightsaber or like a full on Jedi being by the end of this series either, you know, that no, no. just opens that, up. This may be groundwork that's being laid for her character in decades. And, and to be case. honest, you know, like anytime somebody post, uh, episode three is like, there's a new person with force powers. Like, the question is like, well, then what happens to them? And like, it just keeps seeming like eventually some of these people probably are going to end up like hanging out with Luke after Return of the Jedi and then getting killed by Ben Solo. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Omega, but <clears throat> they have to, I don't know, man. Her story will certainly not be completed by the end of the season. That's for sure. There's no way. Um, also, so if they're able to, they found a, a donor who can basically pass on high midichlorian count to a subject, right? Without degradation. Then what the fuck was, Mo was Moff Gideon doing the same damn thing? Like, remember, because he was trying to clone, he was trying to give clones of himself the force, that's what he reveals in his big must mustache twirling evil plan part from season three of Mandalorian. Right. Um, so it kind of seems like he's also trying to do the same thing. So at what point? Yeah, I don't know. It, clearly there's multiple stories that see are kind of setting up this whole somewhat of an explanation of, what goes on with Palpatine coming back in the sequel trilogy, right? Well, I was about to say, a lot of this is an attempt to explain Palpatine in the sequel trilogy. Oh, 100%. I, and, you know, I I always say I like, I don't love The Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot of stuff in The Rise of Skywalker I do really like, and then there's some stuff that's just not how I would have preferred the story go, right? And I don't think right. it was necessary to bring Palpatine back. But I also thought it was kind of fucking cool to bring Palpatine back because he's like all fucked up and like 
basically a, a walking corpse in that, well, like a, and well, he's not even really walking. He's on that puppet setup. Um, yeah, he's on that anime villain plugged into a machine. Now, I also think, you know, if that's what it was going to end up being in the third movie, there should have been some more through line to that. Now, I'm also not against Star Wars going back in time and explaining something, you know, post when it happened. Clone Wars is awesome. And Clone Wars, like, as someone who liked the prequels, Clone Wars made me appreciate them even more, right? I'm not opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually kind of like the little bits and pieces of that, how Palpatine comes back explanation. I just want to know. Well, what, it also opened up stuff for the writers i'm sorry you said you just wanted to know what like why there's two different experiments by two different dudes hemlock and pershing slash moff gideon um that kind of seem to be trying to complete the same task right right which is kind of i mean one would have to assume that maybe this dude wasn't successful Maybe Hemlock yeah. is not successful. Well, yeah, I have to assume he doesn't, you know, uh, capture Omega in the very last episode of the series, and that's how it ends, right? She's mm-hmm. going to be fine, I hope. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Will. But damn, did he not keep notes? Did Palpatine not require backups of all this dude's fucked up dark magic notes? Not if the Bad Batch are good enough in dispensing with his home base when they decide to. Once again, a really good point, Will. Really good point, buddy. That They'll burn that bitch to the ground. There's an easy enough expl- explanation. They'll be running through there and they'll be like, oh, we got to delete all his, his research before we blow this place up. That'll be what it is. Man, you should write for Star Wars, Will. <laughs> give me spoilers so I know when uh, they're going to bring Boba Fett back. Never! Um, well, that's part of it. Like, the the way they brought Balpatine back, I think, opened up a lot of area for writers to tie that kind of stuff into their stories as well. And I think that's where some of these, you know, Getting the force, the bad guys want to use the force against the good guys. Yeah. You know, it makes obvious sense. So I think those storylines pop up. Um, I also like, I thought it was cool that in the second episode we saw, cause like, you know, so far we've just kind of seen him take blood samples and be a douche. Right now, obviously mm-hmm. we get a good idea of what's going on in the third episode, but those weird fucking creatures that he, engineered and then just left loose on that planet that they were fighting against in the second right. one. Um, slither vines or whatever. Fucking sick. Right. Like w- that was cool. I like it. It was cool. I like a big monster episode and they do that. Yeah. Star Wars animation sometimes. So they do it really well. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, bad, bad season three so far for me. Two thumbs up. I'm digging it. I'm interested Dude, to see right? how it goes. Now, so we, next week, so there is actually a couple of weeks where there's two. So the next two weeks is just one episode. Then the week of March 13th, there's two episodes that day. And then you know what happens on March 14th, Will? What's that? 
this is a fucking segue, my dude. They're bringing back the original Battlefront 1 and 2 as a collection on Xbox and PlayStation and Switch and PC. Wow. They're bringing it back, and it's going to have full multiplayer. What? Apparently, it might even have... Ooh, let me see here. You got to be shitting me. Um, that thing's going to blow the fuck up. People are going to play it. Uh, classic collection. Oh, buddy, I'm already going to insist that we pick this up and have some Battlefront. Sp- specifically, Battlefront 2. The original Battlefront 2. Um, yeah. Those space battles where you could go from your ship to the enemy ship? Yeah. Um, okay. One of the most exciting announcements during the latest Nintendo Direct, because that is where they announced it. It's coming to everything, but that's where it got announced. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collections um, is coming out on March 14th. Um, developed by Aspire. Now, hold up. Wait a minute. You know what's interesting about that? Aspire is the studio that was supposedly working on the Knights of the Old Republic remake. For years now, huh. they have been remastering old Star Wars games and re-releasing them on modern platforms. So if you go into the Xbox store, the PlayStation store, you might see like, you know, Pod Racer or um uh Republic Commando or whatever it may be, right? Um, they did it with yeah. some of the Jedi Knight games. That's been ex- Aspire doing that. Um, but is doing so with the bonus content that has been exclusive to Xbox in the past. So I guess back in the day, and I didn't know this because I played Battlefront 2 on PC, um, there was exclusive content that was only on the Xbox version. Um, so the original Battlefront will include Jabba's Palace bonus map, while Battlefront 2 will feature Cloud City, the two Rinvar maps, and Yavin 4 Arena as additional battlefields. Plus, Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress, who were only available as heroes on Xbox back in the day, will be included as well. Um, I want to see the list of heroes that are available in that. Oh, that's cool. Um... <laughs> I bet you this is for the newest Battlefront. Yep, it is. Yeah. Um, where can I find a list of that, huh? When did th- that game came out in two thousand five or some shit like that? I feel like it came out the same year as the prequels. All huh? right. When did Battlefront two come out? The original Battlefront two. It came out around two thousand five, right? Yeah. Around Revenge of the Sith. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Battlefront 2, Heroes and Villains. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Uh, Light Side Heroes. Yoda, Ayla Sakura, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Buddy, Kiati Mundi. I thought that was was the case. I'm not joking. Like, that's why I wanted to look it up because I was like, I'm pretty sure you can play as him in the Heroes mode. Um, Yoda, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Count Dooku, General Grievous, Jango Fett, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Asajj Ventress, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, Boba Fett, and Anakin Skywalker. Whew. 
That's an all-star lineup. That's a lot of heroes, my dude. <laughs> I uh, I think we should definitely play that when it <coughs> releases. I think that'll be a fun time. I'm I'm kind of interested to see what the general reaction to this is, assuming that it's a decent port, right? Meaning that it runs well on, um, you know, modern hardware when it comes out, which seems like a goofy thing to say because it's an old game and the pro the the consoles we have now are so much more powerful. They literally have to port it, meaning like they take that version and make it able to play on modern hardware. And mm -hmm. that's not always a given with an old game, right? It's not as simple as just like getting the files and putting it on the Xbox store, it seems. Um, oh, wow. But I'm excited to, to play. It's been, it's probably been since like 2006 or something since I played that game. So I'm real excited. I, yeah, man, the space battles where you could like fly into the hangar of the enemy ship, get out and like plant bombs on their star destroyer to blow it out. And then you'd have to blow it up. You have to run back to your ship and hope you could get out. That shit was sick. Yep. It's also going to have 64 player multiplayer. So 32 people per side. You could get a group of you in the clone carrier. Uh-huh. Yep. The clone the, gunship. Um, yeah, the clone gunship. That shit was tight, man. That was tight. A big group of you riding over to assault another ship. Uh -huh. That was awesome. Oh, yep, I'm hyped on this. We're going to be playing it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the only other news that I saw this week is interesting. I don't know how, I mean, you know, I don't know how fucking reliable it is or anything. So I'm not like betting my life on it. But apparently Collider is reporting that there's a tentative release date for Acolyte and it's June 5th of this year, right? Um, that's cool. I'm excited about that if that mm -hmm. turns out to be true. And honestly, like I feel like it kind of sets up. So Bad Batch ends May 1st. That's when the last episode airs, right? And then... Um, obviously May the 4th is like three days later. I kind of feel like that's also about a month out from this supposed release date. So I feel like it kind of sets it up for Bad Batch ends three days later on fucking Star Wars Day. They release the Acolyte trailer for a release on June 5th, a month later, right? Um, okay. That's kind of, if it turns out to be true, I could see them doing that. Wait a goddamn second. Will, let me show you something. Can you see what I'm looking at, or are you Ooh, looking at an audio file? I'm looking at an audio file. Okay, how do, let, give me a second. Let me fix this. I just noticed something. I was looking at the Bad Batch Season 3 poster, and something popped out to me. Uh-oh. Okay. Here, I'm going to share this with you, buddy. Ah-ha-ha, ha, that's the one. That's the ticket. All right, can you see that now? Yes. All right. So you see how Omega's standing here in the front? Do you see what she's yeah. holding in her hand? Like a crossbow? Yeah, but look at it. It looks like Boba Fett's laser rifle mixed oh, with a crossbow. Can you oh, that's see, cool. Can you see it, or do you need me to zoom? 
No, I can see it. I just didn't realize it was Boba Fett's gun. That's what it, I don't think it's an exact one, but the barrel is awfully yeah. similar, and that's what jumped out to me when we were. Huh. That is true. Hmm. Like her big brother and whatnot, huh? Yep. Also, what the fuck is Crosshair doing on this poster? He's doing. He's just rubbing the back of his head like, ah, sorry, guys. Scratching the back of his head. He said, my bad. About that ah, whole being a dickhead thing. The goofiest, most non-threatening pose I could make because uh-huh. I'm my redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's about it, buddy. Bad Batch kind of slapped. I really liked it. Uh, Dude, it was good. They're bringing back some old Star Wars games, and maybe the Acolyte comes out in June. Uh, you want to hear from some friends? Yeah, because you said buddy. Acolyte perfectly twice. Did I? Thank you. And you know what makes it even more appropriate is, or What's more that? more uh, impressive personally is the fact that um, I hear the train pulling up to take me to Bunky Town any minute now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like the fact that I nailed it with that <laughs> like that little edge on in you know like right before uh, like oh shit we're here oh here it comes it happened can't be mad about it. I did it to myself. The only Jedi master who can crash box Giddy Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Surian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Giddy Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Giddy Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Blue Herb! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witt! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! G&D! Cockhead! Cockhead! If you want to send mail to Funky Town, you can. Blue Harvest Podcast at gmail.com. Um, buddy, we got some uh you know it's you know it's Star Wars season when the mailbag is popping like this. First up, we got an email from our buddy Adam Brown. Hey guys, hope you're good. Was listening to last week's episode and heard you guys are big into the Beatles. It just happens that I'm going to Liverpool next week for my birthday and will be visiting the Beatles locations like the Cavern Club on Matthew Street and etc. We'll send you guys some photos for the next episode. Looking forward to Bad Bath Season 3 to Adam. Season 3. He's going to Liverpool. Oh, look at this. Oh my God. He's going to do the Beatles tour. How much, William? I just got goosebumps first off, all right? It felt like that scene in Forrest Gump when he's on the uh, the talk show with John Lennon. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I was Forrest Gump and you were John Lennon. Um, how much have you practiced that in your day? 
Not very much. Damn, he's just got it like that. He's just got it like that. All right. It is a good one, buddy. That's a really good impression. If you listen to enough Beatles, it shouldn't be very hard. Don't do that, though, man. Like, it's... Jeez. Jesus. Stop it. Um, we got something from our buddy Florian. Hey, Halls and Will, what can I say? I had to do something with it, I guess. What he's talking about? Oh, and the video isn't intended for the podcast or anything. I whipped it up just for you guys. Enjoy. Um, but as always, feel free to use it however you'd like. Otherwise, it's just for the two of you. Wishing you both great. Oh, he sent us a video. Oh, a potentially private but doesn't have to be video? I'm scared. We're gonna watch. Oh, I bet. I don't think it's anything to be scared of. Oh, I'm just. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fucking great? Just, just teasing. Crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe he said that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's open this. Let's open this. Oh, I think I already know what the bit is. Can you see the video? No. Oh, you know I'm gonna fix that. Funky Town or not. I'm a technological beep, beep, mastermind. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Wait, no. How am I not figuring? I was just talking about like, oh, you know I got this. I do have this. Here we go. Won't you take me to... Can you see the... Yes. Okay. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> so good. Mm. So good and tasty. Mm. Mm. So good. Mm. No. So good and tasty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I That's obviously... That's really well done. That is That's really well done. That's incredibly well done. That, well that really together. made me laugh. Um, that was a genuine laugh. Uh, so obviously this is an audio podcast. You got a face for radio. So I'll explain it to you guys. Obviously it's the, and you know what? I even said, I'm not going to go crazy with that sound clip. That was the only episode, right? Like it just, it had to burn bright and fade away that one. (laughs) But then every now and then you get some fucking genius shit slid across the table to you. And Florian edited the the banquet scene from uh temple of doom when they're eating chilled monkey brains and and all that shit and put those sound effects on it it was really well done yeah oh josh wright has an e uh, has a voicemail now this dude josh wright we know one thing about we know a couple things but this dude loves the bad batch right right uh so Enrique. Now you're just, you're just you're just going for it. I love it. I love it, bro. No, I after you yeah yeah. I'm still I'm be honest with you, Will. I'm a little freaked out by that first impression. (laughs) Dude, the Beatles aren't hard. You don't think so? No. You can even do different Beatles. They're very different. Right, I get that, but like, you don't think it is? 
He looked hard, I don't know. which he absolutely was. I'm silly. Let's I'm see. silly goose. Oh, shit. Hold on. I got this. <laughs> what? I'm a what? I'm silly goose. All right. Here we go. Let's hear from Josh Wright. <laughs> Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your internet pal, Josh Wright. Hope you guys are doing good. I'm loving the podcast. I can't hear I'm loving life. I'm loving the first three episodes. Will can't hear it. <sighs> Fucking funky town, man. Give me just a second. I'll fix it, Will. It won't be true. Sure. I can sure. fix this real fast, you know? Yeah. Time me. Fast. Zoom. Enhance. Zoom in and enhance. 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 Okay, I'm assuming you heard uh, that, right? You know, I, a minute, yeah, I heard that okay. a minute ago when you asked me Hello about there, the silly goose. I never heard the quack, and I was oh, like, "Oh!" But you just and, fucking played it like the best wingman ever, and laughed. And then when I, and then when I couldn't have heard the, the email, I knew something was up. And then I was like, "Oh, maybe he was gonna hit me with a na 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 out of surprise because that would have thrown me off." Oh shit! All right, here we go. Let, now we're going to listen to Josh Wright's email. But it's a voicemail. Oh Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your internet pal, Josh Wright. Hope you guys are doing good. I'm loving the podcast. I'm loving life. I'm loving the first three episodes of The Bad Batch. Um, a lot of stuff was being set up in these episodes, but they, but they were still very entertaining to me. Um I like how they season the sauce with a little spicy uh, action. You know, fighting stormtroopers, fighting monsters, escaping from secured facilities. Some classic Star Wars stuff, and I, I ate it all up like some delicious gumbo. Anyway, um, I have a question for you guys. Um, I think it's clear to me that the Project Necromancer stuff is all about um, cloning or getting a clone body for the emperor, uh, in particular, a force sensitive clone body, one with midichlorians. So, you know, in the year of our Lord, 2024, as a star Wars fan, when I think of cloning, I think of force sensitivity. Um, I think of Imperials doing cloning there's one person that comes to mind, not the emperor. I'm not talking about Snoke either. I'm talking about baby Yoda. So what do you guys think? Are we going to see Grogu in the final season of the bad batch? Oh my Lord. What do you think the chances of that are? Oh Let me know. Oh my Keep up God. the good work guys. Keep it real. And, May the force be with you. Man. I just don't think so. But it would be cool. Man. I've, I'm honestly surprised that Baby Yoda has yet to really make an appearance. Grogu, my bad. Grogu has yet to make an appearance outside of that Mandalorian stuff. Like, 
how have they had the fucking because they i mean everybody comes back everybody shows up everywhere you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like um and he's been up to something like he got rescued by ahmed best how does he end up in the company of a bunch of bosks when honestly the way i mean that's true but the way that the way that the mandalorian portrays it he's still basically a child and needs needs the care that a child would need no exactly but like how did he end up going from being with Ahmed best to where he was when we first see him in the first episode of Mandalorian, right? Something happens. And like, could it be that Mando killed the good guys in that scene? Like, were those dudes just trying to protect him or were they bad guys? I don't know. It's entirely possible. Right? Entirely. Over the next few years, we're going to get to know all of those fucking bosks very intimately over different, formats of star wars material so that when you go back and watch it you're like oh damn they killed ted the bosk <laughs> not ooby dooby ooby dooby <laughs> star wars fans love the new character ooby dooby he kind of <laughs> sounds like one of the beatles that's very true uh by the way josh wright had a tweet uh, a few days ago that really cracked me up and it was just shout out to the dude in the tool shirt at Disney on ice. And I was like, <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny. Oh, shit. I said my people, I'm an idiot. I totally forgot. Speaking of Josh's, I was on Josh Chapman's podcast this week. I was on star Wars spelt out. Oh, what, cool. You guys should go check it out. What a nice dude. That Josh Chapman had a, right. had a blast. What number was it? I'm pulling up my podcast app. I I literally came down here and was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm super, episode 211. I'm super prepared for the episode tonight. And I wasn't prepared at all. <clears throat> we got a, um email from my mom. Speaking of which, William. Uh, yes. Yes, last Friday, I woke up to get ready for work and I had a text from my mom that just said, did you have any demon dreams? <laughs> any what did demon you, what'd you tell your mom? I told her, no, actually, I didn't. Thank goodness. But Did you tell her about Amazon suggesting you? Uh-uh. No, no. I am not going to. T- okay, we'll talk about it. Uh, Like two days after that, I'm sitting at work. It's slow. I'm scrolling through my social media feed. And I get a targeted ad for a replica of the demon from Exorcist, whose name I used in the last episode. And now Will has me so paranoid that I won't <laughs> say it again. Right? He has fucked with me so much. I'm sorry. That I refuse to say that 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 fucking imagining uh... wait, hold up. That thing from the Exorcist and if you guys have ever seen The Exorcist, they showed the statue of that demon, and he has a very uh, aggressive hard on. Prominent rager. So I'm just yep. scrolling through my phone, and there's a targeted ad to buy a replica of that off of eBay, and I was like, God damn it. Thankfully, no. No demon dreams. My dreams have been wonderful. <laughs> 
thanks for asking. Thanks for asking, Mom. They've been wonderful. <laughs> Why? You guys just don't want us. You just want me. To, you want me to be in a Conjuring movie? <laughs> Put that on me, man. I'm not putting anything on you. Hi, I'm Halls just giving you a hard time. Hi, Halls and Will. Love the Patreon episode about the premiere of The Bad Batch. I have one question. What are metachlorians? <laughs> Not sure if that is the correct spelling. You were very close, Mom. You did it better than when I went to look it up earlier today. Um, can't wait for some cooking with Chef Will. Love y'all, Mama B. Will, you want to take this away? Uh, metachlorians are microscopic organisms that exist in your blood. That apparently in Star Wars that apparently exist in all living things. So, uh, and the higher your midichlorian count, one would assume that you're higher, more potent your connection to the Force. The line drop was that you know nobody had ever had a midichlorian clown as high as Master Yoda until Anakin. Until Anakin. Um, which is why they use that as evidence for a virgin birth in the force. I've had a lot of blood tests since 1999 in my life, and every time I'm hoping Liam Neeson walks around the corner with a lady shaver in his hand, and he's like, guess what, buddy? And I'm like, oh, midichlorians? <clears throat> like, you got Modern it. Master Yoda. <laughs> I don't even nah man I don't even need to have more than Master Yoda I just want some you know what I mean just a few yeah it's like when you drink a kombucha you know or eat kimchi that's what midichlorians are they help you poop better they help your gut biome oh lord alright we need to get this back on track midichlorians were microscop microscopic intelligent life forms that originated from the foundation of life in the center of the galaxy and ultimately resided within the cells of all living organism, therefore forming a symbiotic relationship with their host. The force spoke through the midichlorians, allowing certain beings to use the force if they were sensitive enough to its powers. In order to gauge an individual's potential in the force, blood tests were used to estimate the number of midichlorians within the subject's cells. There was something, they had some cool shit about living force and cosmic force. Aha! Um, their existence was integral to the all-encompassing energy field known as the force, connecting the living force to the cosmic force. Hmm. Hmm. Um... And midichlorians are like one of the most fucking derided pieces of Star Wars shit ever, I feel like, the concept of. Like, it is one of the hottest, hottest issues debated boxes. amongst Star Wars fans. When your mom asked the question, the immediate thought in my head was the dude putting on the hazmat suit and walking into the comments. <laughs> now, I'll be honest midichlorians are one of those things that I just kind of ignore like things that I'm not a super yeah. big fan of. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I'm not saying that's not the case. I don't think, Oh, that's not Canon. I just kind of ignore it. Now the stuff they did in season six of clone wars with Yoda going to that wellspring of life and shit where they kind mm -hmm. of, 
combined the scientific explanation of the force with the weird like mystical cosmic, metaphysical mystical, yeah like i i feel like that ru- like smoothed out the edges of it a little bit for me it certainly helps it go down but and then in bad batch they're like you know what you're not going to be able to uh ignore midichlorians <laughs> and i said all right i'm along for the ride what's in those tubes? yeah i kind of agree it's something that i don't have a problem with but I don't like to dwell on it. If I'm being honest, like I don't like to think about it a lot or its implications because one of my favorite things about the forest was that it's so mystical and that it could literally be in anybody. And the concept of the midichlorians is like, Oh, it can be in anybody that checks out with their blood test. You yeah. know, like, Oh, yeah. like it, and it, it is I weird see. how it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's almost the concept is, almost at odds with star like with like the Sabine yeah, stuff, right? That's what it feels like, like for me. I really liked that Sabine was able to connect with the force, but it you know, she had to really try, she had to really get there to do it. But like she had to develop it and work at it. So does that open mean her she mind, had to like quiet her mind and listen to the world? She, of the she had like just a few fewer midichlorians and she had to get those guys real hyped up like, let's go Again, see, I don't like thinking about yeah, that. Don't just, like it. It's magic. It's space magic, huh? Yeah, I like that better. Exactly. It's exactly will, but it's fine. Uh, Sam, yeah, howdy, Hallsville. We're back in Star Wars season, and I hope you're both returning, uh, enjoying the return of new content. We are. After this week's episodes, do you think we could see Doctor Hemlock in the Mandoverse working on Project Necromancer, or do you think he's a goner this season? I kind of think given the way that will kind of like broke it through for me like oh he's not his, him and his research aren't going to make it out of this season kind of seems like right the bad batch ain't going to let that shit stand um so yeah i don't think he'll be a mando verse what do you think yeah. will no i mean yeah i don't think so either he will either pay the price Maybe he's the villain of Mandalorian his... and Grogu. Uh, he's he's the most despicable villain since Moff Gideon. You know, he's just truly yeah, awful. To be honest, I dislike Hemlock way more than I dislike Moff Gideon. And part of it's because like he's an animated dickhead and like Giancarlo Esposito is so fucking cool. You know, that even mm-hmm. like when he's Gideon, I'm like, yeah, I don't like this guy, but that dude rules. Um, the guy delivering the lines for Hemlock is like soaking it up, uh-huh, but like uh-huh. every ounce, it's dripping with sarcasm and snobbery, and it just makes you hate that dude. I want to. Who does his voice? Hemlock. Star I was Wars. guessing Matt Mercer, but it's probably not Royce Hemlock. Biography: Imperial scientist. A rate. A rate. Behind the scenes. Star Wars, uh, voiced by Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Simpson. Huh. Who's Jimmy Simpson? Oh, I know who Jimmy Simpson is. You know that guy, huh? Yeah. You know him. Will, you see him? You don't see Jimmy. I don't see Jimmy. You don't see Jimmy. I see an audio file. (laughs) Yeah. That's my new meme. That's your new meme. I see an audio file. Yep. You know why. Hey, uh. is it that time? 
Jimmy Simpson is an American actor. I'm not going to read his. So he was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's uh, Liam McPoyle. Uh, he's in Psych, The Newsroom, House of Cards, Westworld, Black Mirror. Oh, shit. I know who you're talking about. The Man Who Fell to Earth. That guy. Jimmy Simpson. Yeah. He's also in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Yep. Which is important. That's an important film. You know, we gotta, we really gotta preserve important films like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. He was also in The Death and Return of Superman. All right. Good for Jimmy Simpson. Right? Isn't that his name? <coughs> Jimmy. I think Jimmy. you're mixing him with Jimmy Olsen. No, his name is Jimmy Simpson. <laughs> it's J I M M I. All right, Jimmy. No, I, I know. Jimmy. I... Just we were talking about Superman. So I guarantee I like, his parents didn't leave the E off. You know what I mean? But I also get if your name's Jimmy Simpson and you got a guy, you're trying to get into acting, maybe you're like, yeah, let's take the E off. Let's get fucking weird with it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have another random question for you guys. Was there a point in your Star Wars fandom where you saw lightsaber blades as flat instead of cylindrical? I was re-watching Clone Wars this week and noticed how the blades in animation are flatter. I just wondered if you ever saw lightsabers as swords made from light. Thanks, guys, and have a great week. Best wishes, Sam. Buddy, the, the shape of a lightsaber was whatever I could get on my hands on that was lightsaber length as a kid. Mm -hmm. A yeah. yardstick, that's a lightsaber. It's a flat lightsaber, but that's a lightsaber. You know what I mean? You go to the hardware store or a, the a hobby shop. Mm -hmm. A dowel? Get mm -hmm. the fuck up out of here. A dowel wrapping paper tube yeah that's a cylindrical one you know what i candlestick that's one that's that's just the hilt carry that's that best around on, on your, your on your belt just yep. in case shit pops off you know you go to get a drink dr eva's in and his drunk pal are there old walrus man pwned a boat <laughs> see you guys later <laughs> sorry about the mess Two people died in the Moss Eisley Cantina in the same evening. Right? Don't you think Ponda Burrito and... You know what? I'll, I'll give... My dad had this conversation with me when I was a child, and I was like, oh, he's dead. And uh, my dad was like, no, a lightsaber will instantly cauterize the wound. Wow. He won't bleed out. And I said, that's a lot of alien blood on the floor. He was like, oh, well, that just flopped out. It yeah. squished it. It broke this, the Yeah, when it hit the ground. The cauterization we, when it hit the ground. Your dad is 100% right. But I think he might have gotten cut in the belly, too. It's like a two. Shung, shung. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They, yeah, George didn't give you an up close of where the slices We're going to find went. out. You know who's going to tell us. You know. You already know. <laughs> Is gonna Wikipedia going to tell us that? Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they should advertise on our show. I don't think they need to advertise. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Wikipedia. Okay. Can we just find, like, okay. Oh, Lord. There's a lot of Dr. Eva Zan fucking. Oh, my God. He got up to a bunch. You guys need to make this a little. Okay, hold on. Did he meet his end in that cantina, Dr. Eva's end? That's what I'm trying to find out. They... Mutilator of Mulvaney. Ooh. 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 I don't like the sound of this. Yeah. I don't want to know what he did to get the death sentence on 12 systems. I guarantee you that dude is 
the kind of dude that's like, I don't like animals. I just don't like animals. Um, that guy as, didn't even like people. Oh, okay. Hold on. He's a people juice eater. Eva Zahn, uh, Dr. Eva Zahn quickly escalated the conflict, causing Skywalker's guardian, a hermit named Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Secret, one of the few remaining Jedi Masters. Okay. Wikipedia. All right. Listen to who you're talking to. We know. Hey, it's their job um, to inform. To it's slash Eva Zahn across the chest and sever Baba's right arm with his lightsaber. Evazan tried to use his medical training to reattach Baba's arm, but failed, nearly killing the Aqualish in the process. They both survived. Get the fuck yeah. out of town. They both yeah. survived. Yeah. After getting free of justice, Evazan and Baba continued to work together. This is a while after A New Hope. What? Massacring all attendees and taking their limbs with him, Baba refused the Evazun's request to provide him a new organic arm, the rogue surgeon going on to create a creature out of body parts. All right, Dr. Frankenstein. Although the creature was creation was eventually killed. Okay. Yeah, no shit. You know, like I so know, what happens to abomination? I kind of feel like he kind of should have just died in the cantina. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would have worked out better for everybody. And what do you think happened to Ponda Baba? Well, he damn near died. Oh apparently. my god! Do you see that? No, you don't. Never mind. No, I don't. Moving along. I see an audio file. Sick. Um, later adventures. <laughs> As he boarded Baba's ship, Evazan took Baba's arm with him to return to his companion. As Evazan worked on finishing a cybernetic arm for Baba, they watched the chase on Milane unfold via a broadcast from Assassin Droid 000's photo receptors. Get the fuck out of here. Until they were captured by Hunter's knock and wind loss. Additionally, the new arm was very poorly attached, leading to a permanent falling out between Evazan and Baba. Oh, so they broke up. Because he botched his cybernetic arm. Yep, and you know what? That means Dr. Evazan wasn't getting any more sweet Ponda Baba kisses. Because you know those Ugh, boys kiss. Gross. Kissed him right Not on, on the his lips, tusks. I don't think. Kissed him right on his tusks, Will. No. Um, you know, one thing I noticed about, uh, lightsabers in animation is they're more pointy at the end. Have you ever noticed that? They are. That's, I noticed that. And sometimes they're they not do as it rounded. in movies too. In my mind, they were always rounded. Yeah. Like at the very tip. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Will. Um, I feel like sometimes, um, have they done the pointy looking lightsaber in live action? I feel like they kind of have maybe in one of the sequels. I mean, Ooh. if you count the Sal paralysis, the dark hand together right now, he said, Ooh, I got it. That is true. That is true. Kind of a different style of saber even though. Oh yeah. That's the closest one to a flat blade though. I think I would consider the, the Yeah. I would consider the dark saber a flat blade compared to, I never thought that the other lightsabers were flat blades. I will tell you in my mind, like in my head canon, the way I think about it, I consider the lightsaber blade incredibly thin, like super thin. And all of that light is all you can really see. Like it's so bright. 
you know, the kyber and crystal. And it's got like a fucking yeah, because what makes its shape in canon, right, is like a, a like it. There's basically a field around the blade that yeah, like a containment field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, to me, the most accurate representation of a lightsaber in my mind is probably a New Hope when they're using those fucking fencing sabers and the dowels are real thin. Um, Obi-Wan and Vader on the Death Star, like right. old Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan. Right. That's how I think about a lightsaber. Like I think about like the real, the hot, the hot part. Like, you know, usually you see it represented as like a tube, kind of uh-huh. like a, yeah. uh, like a fluorescent light bulb kind of. Yeah. But I think I, I imagine it much thinner than that. You know, and then and that what you're seeing is that that bright white tube is just all the extreme light and heat giving off by the field. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think you're going to probably think about tonight, Will? And this is a little payback. What's that? Kissing that boy right on them tusks. Mm, Those don't look like tusks. What do they look like, Will? It looks like a butt. It looks like a butt mouth. Those are tusks. Would you tell Ponda Baba in person that he looked like he had a butt mouth? Right before I cut his arm off, you're damn right I would. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. What's up, butt mouth? Those are tusks. He's walrus, man. You know That's what, what I would say. You know what and I'd be like, I can't understand you. I, uh, I never realized what a big head Ponda Baba has. And I kind of, you know, as someone who's got a big old Funko Pop head, like, Kind of, kind of feel like I'm relating to this boy right now. No, I wouldn't fuck around with Luke Skywalker at a cantina, right? Like Luke Skywalker can be cool. Uh, He's got black eyes, dead black yeah. eyes, yeah, shark eyes. <laughs> I know, man, but just imagine those big black unblinking eyes, right? You're y'all are hanging out, and he's telling you all these stories about. Hanging out with a fucking space doctor Frankenstein, and then you just kiss him right on them tusks. Dream about mm-hmm. that, Will. Please, I want a text from you tomorrow. It's like, God damn it, I dreamed about making out with Ponda Baba. You're trying to get That's... me. You're trying to get me haunted. The haunting you're of Paul's to, house. Trying to reverse hoodoo me. Yeah, yeah. Kiss that boy, Will, in your dreams. Don't make me don't make me seek revenge. I think that's gotta be it tonight, buddy. <laughs> I mean, we're through all our emails. Like I think that is it tonight. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's it. Thanks Sad. for recording with Yeah. Honda you know. Boa Tusks. They will haunt my dreams. Good. Good. Or at least what I hope happens. You know what? I you're one of my best friends, buddy. I need to I need to chill out a little bit, all right? All I hope happens is over maybe the next two to three months, every time you get on your phone, you get targeted ads for sexy Ponda Boba merchandise. Oh, gross. Like Ponda Boba looking at it from behind. You know what I mean? Like turn around looking at it, huh? Yeah. His big booty, Yeah. you know? It's a big red booty. Like a body, a Ponda Boba body pillows where he's got like a finger on his tusk. Like he's being all inquisitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it 
that's delightful. All I, that's all I want to happen. I don't want you to really have a Ponda Baba sexy dream. All right. I no. apologize. You know, I get freaked out about that demon shit. I know. Um, thanks for recording, buddy. Thanks for recording with me. Uh, you know what everybody else should do? Listen to Stone Cobra. They made our theme song. StoneCobra.bandcamp.com Spotify. iTunes. All over the place. Listen to High Potion with me and Steve. Buddy, they put out a new uh, trailer for the Elden Ring DLC. And Steve and I are going to record about it um, on Monday. That's going to be fun. uh, It's going to be a banger. I can already tell. That trailer was really good. Listen to us talk about it on High Potions. Me and Steve talking about video games. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. I kind of even fucked it up there at the end, buddy. May the force be with us.